Yay, I'm so excited. Welcome back to the Waiting Well podcast. This week, we have a guest on the show. Heather is here to share her story and her journey trying to conceive and just the waiting period and what God has done in her life during this season. I am so excited. She is someone that has just been such a shining light on social media. And so I'm so excited for her to just share what God is teaching her during the journey. She's currently in the trenches of conceiving journey. And she's also a military spouse. So I think that Brett provides a whole different dynamic, I'm sure, as they're trying to navigate those decisions. Hey friends, welcome to the Waiting Well podcast. I am your host, Courtney Dunker, and you are here because your journey to motherhood has not looked the way that you always imagined. It has held heartbreak, loneliness, and questions like, why me, God? I'm here to remind you that you do not have to walk this road alone. And here, we can wait well together. Each week, I will share faith-based encouragement from my own infertility journey, provide information from guest experts on navigating infertility and conceiving, powerful testimonies, and top tips on stewarding your health and emotional well-being through this demanding journey. So if you are ready to take back control of your life, find peace with God, join the in-between spaces and thrive in your waiting season, then meet me at the well, girl, grab that warm chocolate chip cookie, a little bit of unicorn juice or iced coffee. We've got some intentional growth to do. Let's get it. Heather, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? My gosh. First, thank you so much. When you first reached out, I was absolutely honored. I have just like followed you and just known of you for years and looked up to you in so many different ways. And so the fact that we have like over the past couple of years been able to connect in real life. And then when you reached out, I was like, I'm kind of freaking out a little bit, a little nervous about it, but just excited to be able to talk about it and share. I love that. Oh, it's so good. And it's been so cool too, to just see like how God has really impacted people through our journeys and being able to connect more on that because I do feel like there's like this element of you get on a deeper level what that person has gone through. And I feel like that's just so powerful to have that connection. As much as I hate getting messages from women that are like, hey, I've been, you know, I relate to your podcast. I've been going on this journey myself. It's also kind of just that special bond that you're like, wow, There are a lot of people that will never understand this journey, but when you meet someone who does, it's like kind of bittersweet because you're like, I don't want that for you, but it's also incredible to have a conversation, like a real conversation with someone that has gone down that path that is on that journey and understands the heartache and the victories that can come from it. So tell us a little bit more about you and your husband and your little pups. And just kind of about your life, what you do, and kind of give us a scene and where your trying to conceive journey started. Yes. So like I said, I'm a military spouse, was stationed out in Hawaii for three years and miss it every single day, every day. Okay. But you guys need to come visit. (laughs) Like for real, you and Emily need a girl trip. You need to come out and visit and we'll have a great time. Okay. No, her and I have talked about that a lot. Okay. We'll get it yes. on the books. Yes. But yes, I like as far as work, I'm full-time content creator and body coach. I started doing that five years ago now, which is crazy. But just having 
the lifestyle that we have moving all the time, being able to do something that I can just up and travel with has been a blessing. So that's been awesome. As far as our, and we call our future baby a little chip. Don't ask me where this nickname came from. Don't, I have no idea. Literally no idea where it came from. I was literally thinking as I was preparing for this, I was like, I need to ask what her husband's name, because in my head, I'm like, I just call him Chip. Chip. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that weird? Yeah. Well, everybody does. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where it came from, but so yeah, we're praying for a little Chip and we definitely, so when we first got married, we planned to start a family right away, but then we soon, or he soon got orders to Hawaii. And we kind of thought, okay, we're going to be moving really far from family. We'd love to be able to travel, do all these things. So maybe this is something that we just wait on for now. And we felt very fine about that, like very comfortable with it. I think what kind of started to throw a wrench into things is while we were out there, he then got orders to Korea for a year. And so I think what ended up being like a two-year, okay, we're going to be in Hawaii for two years, and then we'll start our family it was like, okay, well, now we have this whole other year. So we probably shouldn't. I, I just could not imagine, you know, having a baby and then him leaving for a year. So I was like, we just can't. Like, we have to plan for this. And I know people do that and they're warriors and amazing for it. I think we were just at a place I was like, okay, I don't know if this is good for us right now. So yeah, we planned to really start once he got home. And I think like most women, you think, okay, it's going to happen pretty recent, like right away. I know just growing up in school, we always were taught that, you know, you have sex, you get pregnant. <laughs> so I think when, when it's not happening right away, you're like, okay, what's going on? What's, what's happening? And so, yeah, we're coming up on two years now of consistently tracking and doing all of the things like getting on TikTok and trying everything that TikTok tells me to do. I'm like, sure, <laughs> let's try a new thing. And recently we we just moved to Florida. We were stationed in Kansas. I did start this whole process in Kansas, but by the time everything was booking out for the for my OB, for the fertility clinic, we would were moving to Florida. So we had to put that on hold came to Florida and then kind of started that process. But even then, I mean, I was booking appointments in June that I just had in November. So it all just is taking a lot longer than I think I was prepared for. But now I feel like we're in a really good place. We have a plan as far as the fertility clinic has scheduled these things, doing lab work, ultrasound, the HSG procedure. And so I just feel really good about, okay, in a in a situation where I feel like I have zero control, at least I feel like I'm in control of this, like, okay, here's the plan on what we're going to do step by step. And so I feel like at peace with that. That's so good. And how does it feel like, or how has God kind of moved in your heart? Because as much as we plan, like even for those things, like you mentioned, like there can be moves, there can be delays, there can be like, I remember it was just like green light, red light, green light, red light all the time with even with our fertility clinic. And I think sometimes that can be just the most frustrating on the waiting journey is you're just like, okay, Lord, like I thought we had the green light and now we had a red light or it's looking yellow. And 
this is just a whirlwind. So what what has that looked like for you in navigating that and like what God has taught you as you're in the midst of it right now? Like, do you feel like you're connecting with him? And that way, do you feel like your faith has changed during this process? Love for you to shed light on that. Yeah. So I'll start by saying, well, God is just so cool in how he works. And I'll be honest, I grew up believing in God, but truly didn't have a relationship with him, even start to think about a relationship with him until Nathan got orders to Korea and I was alone for that year. And that was the first time in my life where I was literally pushed from, like he pushed me to get closer to him. I mean, I was going to church all the time by myself. I was reading the Bible. Like I bought a Bible for the first time in my life. I was reading a devotional. Like I was doing all of these things that I had never even saw for myself ever. And in a time where I was like, this is so awful. Like my husband is gone. I'm alone on an island, literally on an island away from friends, family. And I just felt like I had no one. But at the same time, I felt this like just big hug from him. Like, Hey, I'm here. I got you. You just need to like get closer to me. And as much as at first I was like, I do not want this year to happen. It was the best thing that could have happened to me and absolutely changed my life for the better. So I think that was really the start of my true faith journey was that year. And that taught me so much about going through hard things and having him, you know, we look at him interrupting our plan and look at that as like a negative where it really could be the biggest blessing. And I think that was the biggest blessing for me. But as far as things that he's taught me, definitely not to waste the waiting time. That's something that I really talk about a lot, especially as a mill spouse with you know, your people are leaving you and you're by yourself often. And it's like, don't waste that time. Don't look at that time as what it's taking from, it's already taking from you, right? Like you're, it's already taking your person. It's already hurting you. Don't let it take any more than that. And how can you use that time for good and understanding that as hard as it can be, his timing is the best and his timing is what is going to make your life just so beautiful. I heard something at church the other day that his ways are always higher than our ways and that his purpose might be different than our plans. And what we call God's interruptions are often God's divine invitations. I was like, that is so just like hit me in the gut. Like, especially the part about his purpose might be different than our plans because we make these plans. It's like, okay, I'm going to get married. I'm going to start my family. And it's like, well, you're going to move. Okay, that's cool. I'm still going to do it my way. I'm going to get married, move, and then I'm going to start my family. And he's like, nope, still not my plan for you. And it's just this constant reminder that he's in control. And as hard as that can be sometimes, because we are human and we want to be in control and we want to do it our way, it's also this like overwhelming piece that like, oh, He's got it. 
like he is in control and I don't have to worry. Like if I just pass it on him, he will provide and take care. It's amazing. That's so cool that the Lord had kind of seen. And that's, that's what I try to remember too, is when it comes to circumstances that we don't expect, like struggling to conceive, right? Or it could be anything else. It could be cancer in the family. Like it, there's numerous things that could go wrong in our life that we don't plan, right? But when we have that unexpected, I always remind myself like this wasn't an unexpected for him. Like he knew this was coming and prepares you, you know, in some capacity, even if it feels like it hits you like a bus, like your time where you were having that while he was in Korea, like it was an opportunity. It was that invitation that you just mentioned of him being like, okay, let's draw near to me because I'm, I'm going to be your foundation. This is coming and you need to be prepared. And I'm sure all of those lessons of if I got through that, I can get through this, you know, because I'm sure there were so many days where you're like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Like, this is just so hard. And it was out of your hands. And it's not a season you want to go back to. Like, I think about that sometimes too. I'm like, so many beautiful blessings come from that waiting season, the hard season, but I really don't want to go back there ever again, you know? (laughs) And then it's just something new or whatever, but each step is, and I think coaching was kind of like that for me because he had given me coaching before I knew that I was going to be going through fertility stuff. And it was like the one shining light, I think, in my life during like so many hard years. It was like something that got me out of bed. And when we were traveling and didn't have all of our plans being disrupted, like you're mentioning. So it's just incredible that that's his love and grace, you know, is preparing us or putting people in our life or putting us in a specific place or giving us that invitation, whatever that looks like in our life to be able to have that lifeline that we need to get through what the storms that are coming. What did that look like for you guys as a couple? Like, do you feel like you were growing, 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 and you guys were growing to get like, how did that look like when you were, even though you were separate and then came back together and you're kind of like now facing this new hurdle as you're also getting used to like being married again, not that you weren't married, but you know what I mean? Like life back into every day and you're like, okay, we're back together and all of that. Do you feel like you guys, what did that look like for your marriage? Yeah, that there's a lot. I think as a military couple, I mean, we've dealt with deployment and time apart. And I would say to anyone going through it or any new military wife, like, I don't know if it ever really gets easier as far as them leaving, coming back, and then having to reintegrate and get to know each other again. And so on top of that, you know, other life things like moving or infertility struggles, like it doesn't, again, it doesn't make it any easier, but it's, and I can bring it back to God too, because, because of the year that I had, I was in this routine of I'm going to church, I'm reading, I'm doing these things for myself. And so when he came home, we didn't have to do it alone. It was like, Hey, I've been doing these things. Let me bring you into this with me because it's been, it just saved me this last year. Let's do this together. And so not just naturally, we started going to church together. We started reading in the morning together and talking together. And so I think, I don't think it made anything necessarily 
just like sunshine and rainbows for us, but it did help us get through and get closer together. And I was just talking to a friend about this the other day that I think just this whole journey has brought us closer together where I think it could have drawn us apart and it could have made things really difficult. But I think we both have just been in it. Like we've been in it together and Nathan's so good about just being there and knowing that like we, it's nobody's fault. It's not. And he's so good at, because I often am like, it's my fault. Like something I'm doing is wrong or I need to be better or whatever. And he's like, just always there to to talk me down and be there. And yeah, I think it's in a way brought us closer. And I don't know if that too is like part of his plan. If he's like, I need you guys to be rock solid. And so this is the plan for you. I don't know. But I think overall, it's it's definitely brought us closer and stronger. Oh, that's so amazing. It makes me emotional. I love it. Because that's, it's, it's just like an opportunity where the enemy could have come in and like created more havoc. But really, it was just like, it was he saw that lifestyle change in you and that testimony and being able to like come together and pursue it together. What a gift to be able to do that, you know, in that homecoming and be able to be on the same page, then navigating this, this next piece of it. So Walk me through a little bit more about what God's taught you, like any verses that you've held on to during this season, or just like any of your biggest lessons that you feel like really stood out to you that you think could encourage someone who's like sitting right there in the trenches with you. And you're just like, hey, girl, we got this. Like, what would that encouragement be for them? So a friend sent this to me today, actually. And I was like, I have to share this with Courtney because it just was so brought me to tears. And it was her morning devotional. And it said, what if your I don't know is actually helping you, not hurting you? And we think that we want comfort in the I don't know times of life, but comfort isn't a solution to seek. It's a byproduct we'll reap when we stay close to the Lord. God has these lessons for us and we learn those lessons through the I don't knows and the times of uncertainty in our life. And God knows that he needs to prepare us for these, exactly what you were saying. Like, and while you were saying that, I was like, oh my gosh, did all of that, like, was he, this is how he's so cool. Was he planning all of these things? Cause he knew, I mean, he did, he knew that we were going to go through the struggles that we're going through now he started preparing me years ago for it. And I just, and I think about, like you had mentioned the people that he puts in your life. That could be a whole nother discussion. I'm just like in awe of who he has put in my life, their stories, the connections that we've had, how they've been there for me and been able to help. Like, it's just, it's so cool. But he knows that he needs to prepare us for things and the training ground for that is literally in the hard, I don't know, seasons of life. And so we can't learn and take on the lessons that he wants us to if we don't go through that. And I just, I'm not saying that that always makes me just feel great. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm good. Never mind. I'm not sad anymore. (laughs) I don't think he wants us to not be sad. Like it's okay to feel those emotions. But I think knowing 
that he's in control and that knowing that going through these things is for a purpose and a reason and not wasting that time. And I think ultimately I just feel, at least right now on this journey, I feel so much peace knowing that he has always come through for me and has always provided. And I can look back on many times in my life and think, okay, in the moment that was terrible and hard. And I had no idea why I had to go through that. And now I'm like, oh, that's why. That makes so much sense. I'm so happy and glad that it happened the way that it happened. And so I know that I have to, I have to think that way now. I have to say, okay, I'm in the hard now, but I know in a few years I'm going to look back and be like, oh, that's why. I'm so glad that he had my back and that he knew what was best for me and that I trusted in that. Oh, it's so good. I, it's probably because I'm pregnant, but I feel like I cry all the time. So <laughs> don't mind my watery eyes all the time over here, which is <laughs> a big old sap. But it is, it's just, I always hurt with the women who, because I get the pain of just feeling like, why God, like, why is this still happening? Why is this you know, just feeling like you're being betrayed essentially by the person that you love the most. Like I love the Lord the most. I've, he is my foundation. So in my head, I'm like, when I was going through that, why does this feel like you're betraying me? Because you're withholding something so good and precious that you've called good and precious. And that emotion is so hard to overcome because it can feel like a brick wall between you and the person that you're, that is the healing, right? Like he's also my healer. So it's like, I do need to spend time with you for you to heal me, my heart and heal the pain that's being caused. But sometimes that brick wall can come in, into play. But when we choose to see things from the perspective you're describing of like preparation of going through the hard thing to be able to teach us what we need to know to use that in an, a way that we can't even understand. Like years ago, I never would have thought that I would even know how to do a podcast, let alone have episodes on it or anything like that. And But when we can have those little markers of what God has done for us over our time with him and walking with him, like that faithfulness of his character. In scripture, it's called like the Ebenezer's, like building little stones of remembrance where we can like draw back and be like, that was his goodness in my life. That was his grace in my life. Like, even for you looking back at the year that you guys were in on separate continents and being like, that was God's grace in my life, like to draw me closer to him. Like I would do that year over again, knowing the fruit that it brought into your life, like being able to confidently say that, that is how we get through that next valley that he has for us, right? Because it's like being able to draw back on God's character and that experience is our foundation. That is what is not shaken because the outside circumstances we can't control, but going back to like, but this is who he is. Like, I know he's this person. I've experienced him as this person. And I don't have to question that because even though this is the hardest thing I've gone through or whatever, or I'm having like a really tough day, I feel like every day I got my period, I would just like, <laughs> I had a day, you know? And so being able to have that moment of like, okay, I'm going to get back up the next morning and I'm going to show up in the roles that he's called me to show up in, do my job or do whatever it is, be the wife that I'm meant to be. 
knowing that he is also still that same God over these circumstances that feel a little bit out of anyone's control. So I think that's just the perspective that you have is probably what has maintained your health spiritually because you're just continuing to draw back on his character instead of your circumstances. And I think that's kind of the difference is when people are really struggling to like have any hope or to have any peace during the hard season, it's because they're so focused on the circumstances and not enough on God's character. But you're focusing on this is God's character and that's drowning out the circumstance. Obviously, we have our days, but it's like that's allowing you to live in peace and joy today and enjoy the season. Like I look back on things and you're always so much wiser in hindsight, but I'm like, I am so grateful for the timing of when Highland came into our life because I could have never imagined living by my parents and now we do. And I feel like I need their help. <laughs> like I am like a hot mess mom. I'm like, I, support. I need a village. Like I need as many people as possible to come in and help. And so that timing, if I had done that, like while we were living overseas, the six years that we were trying, like mentally or emotionally, like God knows me better than I know myself. And who knows like what kind of dark hole I could have been in because I wasn't re- ready to handle all that came with that. In my head, I was just thinking, I want a little miniature baby of all of us too, right? So it's just like, again, being able to look back, his character, his grace, his goodness is just the biggest thing that I can hear in your story that's keeping that peace no matter what storm or part of the storm that you're in. Did you have anything you wanted to add to that? No, that was so good. (laughs) No, really. Like that was awesome. Yeah. I had written down, we tend to focus on the size of our problem and forget the size of God. And yes, exactly. It's where your perspective is. And I think we've probably learned that the most, I mean, obviously through God's word, but also in coaching, like just mindset in general, it's like your thoughts are going to dictate everything. So it's like, if you're focusing on how terrible, like same thing with your year when you and Nathan were on separate continents, it's like if you're just focusing every day, like how terrible it is. I mean, you could have been in a totally different place in your marriage by the end of that year where you're just like, well, that was terrible. So moving on, right? Versus being like, this is hard, but here's the benefit. Here's what I'm doing with my time. Here's how I'm handling that waiting. Here's how I'm handling that hard. Like I see the way that you thrived through that. And I know that was like a huge part of content creation for you as well was like sharing the little sticky notes marking down the days for you guys. And that inspired so many in the military community, but just really like that positive focus on like the outcome you wanted to create for your marriage versus how tough it is. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't change the, (laughs) that, that you still had to go through that year, right? Like focusing on those negative things. But anyway, anything else that you want to share that God has taught you or versus that you just kind of cling to during this season? I don't have many verses and I think you had asked me that and I was kind of nervous about it because I feel like I am still just like new. And so when you said that, I was like, I don't know if I could just like say one right now that I've been kind of keeping, but a um, worship song came to mind and I listened to it anytime I'm going to any 
fertility thing or the day that I get my period, I'm just crying and belting out the song. He Won't Fail, I think is the title of it. Oh my gosh. It's just all of it is so, so good. I'm forgetting who it's by right now. I don't Mm. think I know. I don't think I know, but I know the song. I mean, if I had a voice, I would sing it for you, but I don't. So we're going (laughs) to, we're going to skip. Sorry. It's called Firm Foundation. Mm. That's right. By Maverick City Music. And yeah, he just says, basically, he won't fail you. Like Mm. he has never failed you and he won't fail you. And so I think often of kind of what you were saying about like that brick wall going up that if he put these desires on my heart, it's for a reason. Like he does know me better than I know myself. And maybe it won't, again, maybe his purpose is different than my plan. And maybe it won't look like how I want it to look like or how I think it's going to look. But he did put the desires on my heart to be a mama. And so I know in some way he's going to make sure that that happens. And I know he won't fail me with that. And so I think just relinquishing control and having faith and staying positive. I know that sounds cliche, but you're right. That really does. That really does change everything. Mm. And that down into everything, it trickles down into your friendships, your relationship, your marriage, how you work, like it matters. So, yeah. And I think that that's like, you know, just encouragement if you're in, because I do have women that have reached out that say like they've, you know, started exploring or come to faith as a result of going through this and whatnot. And I think just to encourage those that maybe are beginning in their faith that it's not about knowing everything as much as I think your safety in your boat that like keeps you afloat, I guess, is like, like I think of the storm when the storm was happening and the disciples were panicking and Jesus is asleep on the boat. You're like, first of all, how are you sleeping through a storm? This is just a little bit out of character. But I think of that, it's like his point, I think part of that was he was in the boat. Like, why are you scared if he's in the boat? It doesn't matter what he's doing or not doing, right? Like they were looking at his actions and saying, you're not doing enough for us right now. And our fear is taking over because of the outside circumstances happening. But he, his point was like, I'm, I'm here. Like, why are you afraid? Like, if you know who I am and you know that I control this, which he showed that with his words. He like the storm was like, boom, done, over. That's also mind boggling. It's like he his whole point was like, you have to know that like me just being in this boat is enough for you to not fear the storm, to not fear what it could do to you or where it could land you. And I think sometimes that fear of like, well, what if I never have a baby? What if I never get pregnant? What if we never become parents that you're thinking of what the storm will cause, right? not you as in Heather, but <laughs> the person listening. <laughs> but I think that's what I was. I was thinking of worst case scenario. I never have the dream that I'm envisioning for myself. And that's what happens. That's what the aftermath of the storm. And I'm sure the disciples were thinking that like the storm could wreck our boat. We could be shipwrecked. We could be in the water. Like some of us could die. And we have to remember like God is in the boat. Jesus is in the boat. 
He is in your boat. Even if you don't hear him, even if you don't see him working in the ways that you think it should be, there are so many times I had red lights and I was like, do you hear me at all? Like, why am I even praying? And we just have to remember Jesus is in the boat. And that's the point. The point is that we don't have to have fear of what's to come or how it's going to look or how long it's going to take. And for you, like to your credit of like what God had established during your year in Hawaii, like you had built that habit of spending time and hearing his voice. And so you can hear his voice now because that became a part of your daily disciplines. And it's not about like knowing everything, but just knowing that you know his voice. So now you can hear it when you have those seasons or you hear the news from a doctor or whatever might happen. You're like, okay, but I hear his voice and his voice is telling me this in this moment. And that is how we can get through. It's not knowing everything. It's not being, you know, having a long time with the Lord, like years behind you. It's like just knowing that like when you spend that time on a daily basis in God's word, you are seeing and getting to know his familiar voice. And so then during that storm, you're like, okay, I can have that peace at any time. That habit was able to create that lifeline that you need to call on. And that can just encourage you. So I think from Heather's story and just like pointing out the fact that she spends time in God's word and that is what's going to give her that peace. She also has community. I know you have several friends that you're super close to that have gone through similar or different or kind of, you know, similar journeys with trying to conceive and having a community of people around you, I think probably encouraged you a lot to like say, you guys are going to get through this and kind of give you that hope that you probably were missing at times. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And then... Yeah, I feel like those two things. And then the third is just like perspective. Those three things from your story, I think it's like, just I want to draw out for other people to see like, am I doing these three things? Am I hearing God's word by spending time with him? Do I have the community around me to like give me hope? You know, your friends in that devotional, like do I have people like that that are just like depositing what I need to hear in my bank accounts that like I can keep that hope alive? And then, you know, finally, am I having the perspective of God's character over my circumstances? Or am I seeing circumstances as greater than God's character? So powerful. So good. I love it. Do you have anything else that you want to add or share? I don't think so. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And do you mind if I just pray over you guys right now? You're going to make me cry. Ah, I love it. Okay. We're going to pray for baby chip. I'm excited. Okay, Lord, I just thank you so much for Heather and Nathan. I thank you for what you have done in their lives over the last three years, God. And just, it makes me emotional to think about what you did in Hawaii, Lord, in her heart and how you were preparing her and your love for her just awoke in her heart to this need of a relationship with you. And it became personal. She started pursuing you in such a passionate way, Lord, that has set her up to be able to navigate the storms that she's now going through. God, we know there's some big decisions ahead for her and some big appointments ahead for her and that only you know the outcome. Only you know the timing of baby Chip and only you know just how precious that season will be for her and Nathan. And I just want to pray right now over her womb and I want to pray over her heart and her mind that you would just protect her from anything that the enemy might do to try to 
kill, steal, and destroy hope in her life, in their life for um, what you have for her and their good, the good plans of building their family. Pray for wisdom as they meet with doctors, that you would show them what the next step is each step of the way, and that you would just give her peace to be able to navigate the decisions. But Lord, ultimately, we just pray that 2024 would just be the year that little Chip would come to be. And we can't wait to celebrate that victory as well, the work that you're already doing. You're preparing her in advance to become a mom, and we just can't wait to hear how you do it. So God, we just pray that over them right now, we just ask that you would just bless them with a baby in the next year and that we would get to celebrate the work of your hands. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I am so glad that you chose to meet me at the well today. If this episode inspired you, changed you, or blessed you in some way, I would love for you to do one of two things. First, head to Apple Podcasts at that link below and leave a review. And second, screenshot this episode and share it in your stories, tagging me at Sewn With Strength or text it on over to a friend that this episode might bless. These are the number one ways to thank me. I am truly so grateful to be building out this community and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode. Until then, go get a workout done for me and I will see you right back here at the Waiting Well Podcast.